What's up, sports fans, and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Confusioni, and joining me today are co-hosts Caleb Prosey, yep. Naaman Smith, hey. and you've heard him before. Today you're going to hear him again, the one, the only, Mr. Matthew Hilliard. hey We're all podcast. sipping on our Smoothie King smoothies right now. Just vibing, having a good time after a weekend trip in Des Moines, Iowa. It was a great time. We went to the Salt Conference where Ooh. the Salt Company met. It's a group of churches across America with college ministries that all come together to worship and learn about Jesus. It was a great time. But we're back now after a week off and we're ready to talk sports again. Even though football has ended, we will continue on. I'm going to kick it over to Prosy now to give you a rundown of episode 23. Awesome. Yeah. Just want to confirm one thing before I go into the rundown. Uh, Matthew Hilliard is known as Matty Ice on this podcast. For those of you listening at home, he enters his alter ego when he sits in the studio with us. Isn't that right? Drippy in Des Moines, Drippy in Tallahassee, Drippy on this podcast. Matty Ice. So to give you guys a rundown of episode 23, we're going to talk about some Little things, we'll mention some things, we'll explain a few stories, but really we just want to let you guys know that spring training starts this week in the MLB. It's going to be an exciting time seeing all those pitchers and catchers and hitters getting loose, getting ready for the MLB season. We're going to talk about the Nate Oates situation in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. A lot has happened there, a lot of drama circulating that team. It's something that is pretty sad, but we can, we'll explain later on in the episode. Next, Tiger Woods is actually playing golf this week, which is really exciting last because week, week, or last week, yeah. Tiger Woods is actually playing, and it's actually exciting to see him do well or just have him out there. It's good for morale. An all-time great is back on the golf course yeah. after yeah. a horrific injury. How could you not? How could you not applaud that? He's and out so, there purring. He's out there purring. He's out there purring, man. He made the cut too. That's good. Uh, <laughs> not meowing yet, but he's out there. Purring. I gotta get through a rundown. Uh, now, <laughs> two more things. The Tigers. Oh, God. <laughs> Any kicking and screaming fans out there? <laughs> <laughs> two more things. FSU softball and baseball started up their seasons this past two weeks Ooh. with FSU softball and baseball performing pretty well and having some challenges coming up ahead of their schedules. Now, we will end the episode with some trade predictions that we think will be circulating in the NFL in the upcoming weeks. But before we get started with our episode, I want to kick it over to Naaman to give you guys a rundown of what our draft is going to be this week. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a draft of, it's going to be text abbreviations. Each player, so there's four people here, are going to get two rounds of text abbreviation picks. So figure out your best text abbreviation. Those are going to be our two starters. And then each player is also going to get a bench pick. And the bench pick is going to be a, um, it's going to be an emoji or what, what did you call it? Text symbols. Text symbols. So like a smiley face, a winky face. A heart. A heart. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll be a bench pick. Uh, but you'll have two rounds of text abbreviations and then one round of emoji uh, slash like smiley faces and hearts. So uh, who wants to start? I'll take I'll take the first overall pick. Uh, so for, for my first pick in this draft. Um, snake style. S- snake style. Snake style draft. Um, but for my first pick, um, I'm going to go with a classic. I'm going to go with J.K. Um, mm. J.K., man, he's just, I think, throughout the duration of his career, I mean, he's one of the OGs, and he's just, he has not gotten in a lick of trouble 
throughout the duration of his career. I mean, mm-hmm. the kid's got a great attitude. I mean, he just lightens the mood no matter what program he's a part of. Yeah, um, he I, can say whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants, and he just he lightens the mood no matter what locker room he's in. He's not poisonous in any locker room. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take JK with the first overall pick. I just I think the the kid's got a great head on his shoulders and just a great attitude overall. Very whimsical. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take him, and I think he's gonna really build a a good whimsical culture in my locker room. So I'm excited to have JK on the team. Mm. Awesome. So for mine, I'm going to go with the practical, just like, honestly, you know, day one, he's going to step in and be a baller. You know, there's like, you don't have to wait for him to hit his growth. Got I'm going to go with OMW on my way. Like when you're, you do when, use that a lot. I, li- I use a lot. So like when you're driving and you're just leaving your house, it's a, it's a hassle writing out all those letters, you know, yeah. but OMW, it, it, conveys the meaning of you're on your way. You know what I mean? But you don't have to write those extra, what, four or five letters? You know? I like it, I like it. So, on my way. That's what I'm going to do. Alright, guys, let's go with the classic LOL. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah. out loud. This guy's going to bring a light and airy mood to the locker room. He's going to make everyone just feel great about themselves. Just when you thought things might be getting a little dicey in the conversation, maybe things weren't going the way that you wanted it to, you see LOL there, and it just makes you feel great again. So I'm going to go LOL with my first overall pick. I like that. I like that. For my first overall pick, I like to, you know, give people a sense of trust, you know, that I'm on my way back. I like to, when I'm leaving a conversation for a second, I've been texting a person pretty consistently, and i got to go do something. I'm going with BRB. I think that that one is just so good. It's like, all right, I got to take a shower real quick, but I don't want you to think that I'm leaving you. I don't want you to think I'm leaving you out to dry, leaving you on red. Mm. So I'm going to say BRB, and that's going to give comfort to that person's heart, and that's going to be a rather big role player in my locker room. So Mm. I'm going with BRB. And since this is a snake-style draft, I've also got the first pick in the second round, and I'm going to go RN for right now. Mm. I use that a lot. I think it's good. It's like... Where are you at, bro? Oh, I can't go to the gym, RN, but I can later. I don't know. I just really like it. I use it. I probably use that the most. So RN will be my second in my dynamic duo. And then as far as for my text symbol or emoji, I'm going to go semicolon parenthesis to show that that's a smiley face. Mm, okay. Nice. Lighthearted. Put it at the end of your text. People think, oh. This guy's not being direct. This guy's not being rude. You know, because he's got the semicolon parenthesis. Semicolon or colon? Oh, colon parenthesis. Okay. Not semicolon. Because semicolon Semicolon gives off the seductive vibe. A little bit of Scandi conversation. Uh, Is it back to me now? It is back to you. I'm going to go STFU, but hang in there, guys. (laughs) Whoa. Not for the reason you think. Standing tall, feeling unstoppable. Mm. It just conveys mm. a great attitude, a great sense of positivity in the locker room that we're, <laughs> that we're going to succeed no matter what. Stand tall and feel unstoppable at all times. That's that's a good one. Uh, and <laughs> just bear with me, STFU. What the heck? For my emoticon... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with an emoji, not not the one you can create by yourself with like a colon and the, that. I do respect those a lot, but I'm gonna pick the guy that's like he looks like he's either high or like really embarrassed. He's got like the wide eyes and he's just kind of like yeah, like that. Oh, heard that? Yeah, he's just kind of like like oop. 
So, like, whenever you're kind of in an awkward situation or something, and it's just like... Oh, word? You don't really know, like, what exactly to say. You just send one of those guys, and it's like, okay, at least we're in agreement. Like, what's happening here is, is like, a awkward. little bit weird. Yeah. So, that's always a safe bet to send uh, if you're just, you know, maybe behind an IDK, someone that hasn't, hasn't been taken yet, maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, IDK oh. and him would probably IDKs pair well together. IDKs. But, um, anyways, yeah, those are my last two picks. I don't really know which one to go with. I'm going to go with YOLO. Uh, it's kind of just like, kind of just a lifestyle sometimes, you know? Whenever you're doing something kind of crazy or maybe you're like planning a trip or whatever, and it's just like you're trying to save money, but also you only live once. You know what I mean? YOLO. You can say it out loud. It doesn't even have to be specifically for text. Just YOLO. You yeah. Know? It used to be big. It's more of a vintage. I was about trip. to say, it's kind of yeah. an old thing you're bringing back it's here. It's old, yeah, but I, I just really like it. I L Y though would have been my other pick, but I'm not gonna go there. Dude, I forgot about so many. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, yeah. I love you. What the heck? R M right now. Yeah, there's so many good picks. I'm gonna go for my emojis, my bench player. I'm gonna go. This is a newer emoji, so I'm pairing the vintage text abbreviation with a newer emoji. I'm gonna go with the salute emoji. I like half that one. face salute. Yeah. I love. I use it all the time. Yep. All the time where it's like, all right, I'll see you late. I'll see you tonight, right? We're hanging out tonight. All right, boom. Don't even have to respond back. Don't even have to like the message. I'll just yep. send the salute. I love it. Very practical, very useful. Matty Ice. Cool. So I took JK off the board early with the first overall pick. And my reasoning was that he's got a good head on his shoulders. The kid stayed out of trouble through the duration of his entire career. He's very whimsical, keeps the culture lighthearted. I mean, he's just going to build a great culture in the locker room. So now I'm going to go with a guy who's younger, actually kind of brand new to this league. And I think he's going to balance out JK a little bit because he can go whimsical, but he can also go serious. And I'm going to go with T-I-U-L. And it stands for tear it up live (laughs) and tear it up live is going to pair very well with jk because he's got a whimsical side i mean he's got man like if you're joking with your boys and your your boy just lands a joke and it just makes you laugh so hard that you cry. You like, he just like, tore you up live. He just tore you up live right there. Like, yeah. he just, like, he just stopped playing and he, <laughs> he just tore you up live. Dude, he said, he said, man, the joke, man, you laugh says, a lot. Stop playing. I'll tear it up live He's right now. I'll tear it up live right now. <laughs> yeah. But then also, you got a little bit more serious. Like, let's say you and the boys are like, you're kicking, you're watching sports, kicking back, watching sports. Ordering some wings and some pizza. Got it. You got to stop playing and you got to tear it up live. You while you're watching pizza and wings, while you're watching the live game with the boys, with the boys, and then let's say your girl texts you and says, "Hey, hey, babe, what you doing? I'm watching the game and I'm about to tear it up live with these wings and pizza." T I U L. These wings and pizzas. I'm about to tear it up live. Got it, dude. So I like that one. Yeah, J K. and tear it up live. I think are gonna just they're gonna play off each other really really well. I think that they. Both have a whimsical side, but I think Tear It Up Live can also flip that switch and just be a monster in the paint when he needs to. Yeah. So I think it's like that this guy meets be, business. Right, 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 right. So I think that's going to be a good one to punch. And then coming off the bench, I'm going to have the emoticon that has the two eyes that are slightly horizontal and then the tongue also is slightly <laughs> diagonal. So it's horizontal eyes. One of them is slightly above the other one. Oh, I know what you mean. Like, yep. like crackhead. Yep, like a crackhead. Yeah. 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 
And so that that's good for that. You could pair that. That's with, what I'm saying. Yeah. You can pair that with either JK or tear it up live. So you would do well. No, not that one. We're talking about this guy right there. Ooh, that guy okay, right there. Okay, because okay. you can you can type that guy with JK or tear it up live. Like, let's say that JK gets hurt. Uh-oh, I need someone who can go in and immediately have good chemistry with tear it up live. Let's say tear it up live is injured. He's hurt. He's on injury reserve for who knows how long. Let's say that he <laughs> tore his L. Like, let's say he tore his L. Like, we need someone who immediately can insert with JK, be whimsical, not take himself too seriously because that would hurt the culture of JK. That would hurt the chemistry there. So we need someone who can who can play both ways. And I think that that emoticon is going to play really well into both give, of those. Give two him a two way contract. Give him a two way contract yeah. exactly. So um, my my thing is from what I've learned from this draft, two um two text abbreviations that I honestly from this draft would pair together. Now that I've heard them. Is T I U L and S T F U standing tall, feeling unstoppable, and tear it up live. You always stand tall and feel unstoppable after you tear it up live. Those two text abbreviations make me want to run through a brick wall, dude. Those two on the same team—that's like that's like the Pro Bowl of like or of text abbreviations—is like S T F U and T I U L. They're taking they're taking down Wade and LeBron. They're they're eighty two and oh. They're They're taking down Pittman and Jordan. They're I mean yeah. There, yeah, those that's an undefeated squad. Undefeated. So, yeah, super fun draft. Um, that was actually Matt's idea, and I, I'm glad you brought that with you today. Uh, you sounded very prepared as well. So, super cool. Um, moving forward, I did mention, yeah, spring training starts this week in the, in Major League Baseball. Always an exciting time for us baseball fans, especially. We live in the state that half of it. We do half half of it. Happens. Florida is one of the hot spots for spring training in the MLB. I know that the Yankees, they do, they go down to Tampa every year. Uh, as a child, I used to go with my father and my brothers. We used to go watch spring training a lot over in George Steinbrenner Stadium uh, down in Tampa. And it's, it was super fun. It's what honestly made me love baseball. It's just a more intimate environment without all the crowds, all the hustle and bustle. And it was super fun. So I'm excited for spring training to get underway this year. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, Tiger Woods played last week. It's always great to see. A guy like him play with the younger guys. I mean, I know they appreciate having him around. He was an idol to a lot of these golfers playing today. And um, yeah, I, to kind of move into a more serious note, I want Naaman to kind of dive a little deeper into what's happening in Tuscaloosa right now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes sports and athletes are a little deeper than just like on the court and what happens on the court. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans and things happen off the court and it's not like you can just dismiss them. So something that happened with the Alabama men's basketball team, uh, I think about a month ago now, or maybe a little bit more then, um, is uh, uh, a player on the Alabama team uh, was charged with uh, a fatal shooting case mm-hmm. of a, women, a woman in Tuscaloosa. She was a mom of a two-year-old. And she and an Alabama – he, that basketball player, and an Alabama student both shot this woman and killed her. They were friends. So they both got charged with the fatal – um, shooting and like now they're being charged of murder, which as they should. And that player got dismissed from the team. That was the correct thing to do. But uh, the reason why we're talking about it today, in recent news, it got brought up yesterday uh, that a star player on the Alabama basketball team, Alabama is now a top three team in the country. Oh, yeah. On the way to probably being in the Final Four, a player that is about to, he's projected to be a top five pick in the next NBA draft, his name's Brandon Miller was found out and it was by a police report done 
In the police report, it cited that, number one, he blocked the lady in with his car. He, he and those two other players blocked the lady in with their cars, and he participated in it. And um, he knew that they, he didn't provide a gun or anything like that. That's what the attorneys are saying. That's an important thing in this like legal position because he's not being charged of anything. But he did know that there was a gun and there was going to be a shooting. So it's like, mm, like, so, and the reason why a lot of people are getting upset about it is the Alabama basketball coach went on press conference yesterday and said some not smart things. He said, so he said when that got brought up, Brandon Miller, like he blocked the lady in with his car and knew about a gun. We, he probably knew that the shooting was going to happen. He, the coach said, we knew about that. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he any type of trouble. In this case, just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So a lot of people were mad because they, they felt like he was downplaying the situation. Yeah. Um, he later came out today and apologized, released like a public statement saying, I'm sorry with all of our... Uh, thoughts are with the woman and her family and correct action will be done but everyone's interested because Brandon Miller still has not sat out and a lot of people think he should uh, or repercussions should happen yeah so mm. that's yeah. why we bring it up that's crazy it's crazy how like when things happen with athletes how little to no punishment they can get sometimes mm. because of their stardom yeah. I guarantee you if Brandon Miller was a bench player he wouldn't even be dressing out with the team Sure. But because he plays such a key role in that squad, because he is such an influential and future top five pick, maybe, yeah. they're not going to sit him because he's he's integral. So mm-hmm. it's just sad to see that players get – they're treated different yeah. when really the NCAA should put repercussions on every player, which only also shows the corruption that is in it's college athletics. Like Bob Miller had to sit out 16 games mm-hmm. for like just – I think it was because he – Accidentally accepted money. He from, broke an NIL yeah, rule. Yeah, broke an NIL yeah. rule. But like this kind of thing where you trapped a lady in with your car so she couldn't well, get out. You were an accomplice yeah. to a murder. Put her in a very, very unsafe position. You Maybe you didn't know a murder was going to happen, but you're trapping a lady in her car. Like yeah. You can't and leave. You, you look at the NFL too, like the whole Calvin Ridley versus Deshaun Watson thing. Mm-hmm. And Calvin Ridley suspended, gets suspended for an entire year. For gambling. For gambling. And Deshaun Watson gets to come back. I mean... I think, what, what was it, 10 games? 11. Some, 11 games. But then gets to come back, you know, and, and this was sexual assault of multiple women. It's yeah. like, where, like, what lines are the NFL and NCAA is like, what What's the benchmark? Yeah. They're very unclear. It just doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Yeah, it's really annoying. Um, it's life in general. Like, if you're a high up politician, sometimes like, you get, it gets covered up. If you have a big, um, just like face or a big. Uh, yeah. Position. Yeah. So another player that I just want to mention, his name's O'Neill Cruz. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you haven't. He plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and like he is probably the most up and coming baseball player right now, and just young Major League Baseball. He throw he can throw it ninety seven miles per hour at shortstop. He's six seven as a shortstop and can just he's very fast. I'm not sure if you know about him, Prosy at all. I have not heard about him. He's just an exciting baseball player to watch. But the reason why I bring it up is in the Dominican Republic, he got in a lot of trouble for um, he was drunk driving and he hit and killed two women Mm. Um, just because he he was drunk and he hit him really fast. But because it was in the Dominican Republic and because he had a lot of money, 
he was able to get off of it scotch-free and is still playing today. So there's something we want to bring. Is It's not sports. There is a more serious side to it as well, and it's just something we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, again, hopefully someone sits down with Brandon Miller and just walks him through. Just So, that, again, the idea is that he learns from – this and we'll yeah. never do it again <laughs> or he pays the consequences you yes. know like or he yeah. doesn't play basketball ever again you never yeah. know like i'm surprised that nobody's really taken action at this point but i mean if you're a top three team with a great player in brandon miller to the scc and to the ncaa why would you sit him even though he yeah. helped a woman get shot and killed yeah. yeah so but in college basketball news though uh, Florida State is still bad. Um, yep. <laughs> we're not great yet. Um, Auburn dropped out of the top 25. Um, UF is still not ranked either, so mm-hmm. that's good. Miami's um, the best team in Florida. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. In other news, uh, Houston's really good. I'm trying to think who else is really good. Purdue's really Purdue's good. Purdue's very Purdue's good. number two. Yeah. They got Houston's beat a couple weeks. The Indiana Hoosiers oh, yeah. actually knocked yeah. them off them, which, in yeah. Bloomington, which was really exciting. One of my friends... Uh, that I lived with this summer, Jack Dernal. He is a huge Indiana Hoosier fan. Mm. And I actually got to talk with a few Hoosiers like this weekend at the Salt Conference. Mm-hmm. And they were all super hyped. They were all like, we were all at the game, like mm. loved it. And I was like, yeah, my buddy actually, he like sat courtside for that game. Wow. So, or like pretty close to the floor. Yeah. So like when they ultimately rushed the floor, he was like one of the first people on. It was like the last few minutes. See, like Purdue had a solid lead on mm-hmm. him. And then Indiana just kind of started. Purdue's got that really good away. center. Like they've got. 740. He's, yeah. yeah, he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like. It well, is he's like so the only fun. really good player on their team. The rest yeah. of the team is just chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. good passing. Old good school. Mechanics. It's very old school basketball mm-hmm. for sure. So two more things I want to say about the college basketball. So we're starting to get closer to March Madness season. Oh, yeah. We're, which we're really excited about. A week out of March, the yeah. month of March. We're about four wow. weeks away from the, the bracket coming out. So about four weeks because it comes out mid-March. That's going to be an so, exciting time. Very it's exciting. hectic for us trying yeah. to keep up with it. So we'll keep you guys updated with that. And then other things is it's an exciting March Madness because there's not one dominant team this year. Like Bama's pretty close, but in years prior there's been like the Duke with Zion, Barrett, and like all these players. This year there's not one dominant team. Mm-mm. Like the number one team in the AP rankings has shifted every week. Mm. So good luck picking your March Madness brackets this year. But it'll be an exciting watch for sure. Oh yeah. What do you think, Matt, going far with uh March Madness? What's your take on it? Um, I've um lost a little bit of eagerness to keep up with college basketball in, in recent weeks. Um my tar heels have gone from <laughs> A sure, a sure pick for the for the tournament to uh, to now needing to do some work to get in the tournament to uh, this week. Who knows if they'll be in the tournament? So um, they've had a, a rough couple weeks. Um, just not just not much meshing well, um, and so I've, I've been really disappointed there. And then of course FSU has gone through their season this this season as well um but i think that like you guys are saying um i think it's going to be hard um to pick a consistent final four like i think your i think your final four statistics are going to be all over the place with with picks and brackets this season oh yeah just because like Naaman was saying the top you know top three teams have have fluctuated week to week since the beginning of the season really i mean in which is I mean, it's it's exciting in a way because some of these blue bloods that have just been on top for a long time in college basketball, like Duke and you know Carolina, most of the time, and 
Um, even teams like Gonzaga and Villanova, you know, they're they're struggling a little bit compared to their normative dominance. So yeah. I'm excited to see um, some, you know, maybe maybe a new culture of college basketball kind of being brought in this season and seeing kind of where this this March Madness season takes college basketball, not only this season but throughout the next couple of seasons. Um, looking to see if some of these teams like Alabama and Tennessee who are playing really, really well this season can also kind of do some good recruiting and kind of build into a program that is, you know, worth watching in the next couple seasons. Like a Duke has been, like a Carolina has been, like a Gonzaga has been. Um, so I'm kind of just interested to see what's next. I don't really have a team um, to, to really pull behind, really get behind and push right now. Um, Carolina still can make a move. And, you know, once you're in, you're in. So we'll see. I'll keep my fingers and toes crossed on that one, but uh, I'm just kind of excited to see what happens overall this March. Yeah. One big note, uh, Coach K actually returned to Cameron Indoor for the first time since retiring the other week. Him and his wife were sitting courtside at one of the du- – I can't remember which one, but I just know that it was a really exciting time to see him back on the hardwood. You know, I know he's not coaching anymore, but – I know that the Duke players and coaching staff and the fans just love to see him in the atmosphere again. And I mean, he's a really great guy. Like Coach K, he's smart man, very down to earth guy from what people say. I know that Dick Vitale talks very highly of him. So, I mean, it's just nice to have him out and about again, actually, as he's getting up in that older age. So one thing I wanted to note as we move forward to talk about some FSU softball and baseball, um, FSU baseball is actually 4-0. They played a three-game series against James Madison University where they won 12-7, 5-1, and 17-10 after having a very large lead. They almost had that cut down that last game. Mm -hmm. And then going on the road to Jacksonville, Florida to play those Dolphins at JU, they won 11-2. But coming up on Friday, they have to go all the way to Fort Worth, Texas to play the number eight team in the nation where we are not ranked at all at 7.30 p.m. that Friday night. We will be playing TCU. So So this is kind of like a revenge match because we did a home and home. Mm -hmm. Uh, TCU came here last year, and now we're going to TCU. Yeah, it's it's a three-game series over the weekend. This is going to kind of let the baseball team know where they stand. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, Mm -hmm. again, new head coach. All the games so far have been should win games. Yep. And this is a game we're not supposed to win this series. Yeah. But if we can sneak out of there with one game, maybe even two, that'd be awesome. If we win if we win the series, if we win two games, that would That'd wow. be great. It'd put us on the map. Yeah. Definitely. Huh. Moving over into softball though, not as nine and great three, of a start. Nine and three. Won that series against Lipscum, but lost against a team like Longwood mm. four to five, which was pretty upsetting. Uh, won a game in Tallahassee at, with Purdue and then Longwood playing us again. We swept Florida A&M 8-0 and 9-1. And then we the Clearwater. Arkansas, top five win. Yeah, the, but the Clearwater, yeah, the Clearwater tournament was um, good at times and had a very high ceiling, very low floor. So, yeah, one against the 15. I would say low floor. UCLA, so we, our two losses were UCLA and Alabama. Alabama. And both of those teams are top Six teams now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say low floor. I would say, I mean, yeah, especially the Alabama game. I mean, I was expecting a little more. We're still ranked number seven in the country yeah. after the weekend. So. so it's just nice that, I mean, we walked away, what, three and two on the weekend. And 
Now we're playing UNF on Wednesday at 6 p.m. here in Tallahassee. That's an exciting. We did pretty good. Again, we should have beaten Alabama or UCLA if we wanted to be a top five team in the country. But I'm okay with being six through ten. If we would have beaten one of those, we would probably. And it's early. I mean, yeah. So kind of wrapping up. Kind of want to go around and everybody give like their big trade prediction that they have for the NFL this off season. Mm. So who wants to? Anybody have any hot takes? Big landing spots. I mean, the the one that I think would be the as as much as I'm not a fan of this player, I think that the most beneficial for the player and the team trade to happen or move to happen would be Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Mm. Because I think the Jets are very clearly in dire need of a quarterback. Yeah. I don't think Mike White needs to start. I think Mike White is a solid backup QB. Mm-hmm. I think he should stick with the Jets as a backup quarterback. I think the fans love him. He has what it takes to come in and be a game manager, but he's not really a starter. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets would be such a smart move for him to have all of this. high. I think there's lots of people in Green Bay that are already frustrated with him just because of the drama that he's kind of brought onto that organization for the past two, three years now with if he's going to come back or if he's not. The one thing that New York really, like, desperately needs is a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback situation it, with Zach Wilson awesome. and, yeah, and, and like I said, Mike White's not terrible, but he's not a starter. And then Flacco, who's a million years old. Like, it's just <laughs> not, a, not at all a good situation. Nobody... Nobody over there like Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. A guy like Aaron Rodgers who can still sling it. He's not going to be a super mobile, like, you know, escape the pocket type guy, but that's not what they need in New York. Um, so I think for him to go over there uh, to New York, I think that would be exactly what they need and then make a big difference and they would compete in the division. So I'm going to keep with the quarterback trend. So, like, a prediction that could happen, I've heard, this is not what I'm going to say, is. Justin Fields gets shipped, and the Bears take a QB at one. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I'm not going to go with that. I don't think it's going to happen. But also, when are the Bears going to get a number one pick again? So they have the number one pick. They'll probably trade that back. Um, My prediction is quarterback-related. It's the Ravens trading Lamar Jackson to the Falcons. Um. The Falcons, they're a big... So uh, the Falcons need a quarterback. They're a big market that their fans have been used to good football, but it's been a while since they've seen good football. Um, Again, since that last Super Bowl. But their fans are always excited. Me and Prozy, we've had experience with Atlanta. It's a cool city. Their fans are always really excited. But um, they need something to be excited about. They have no one there. Like, Desmond Ritter is not the answer. He is not. So, I think uh, probably because also the Ravens are leaning towards it. looks like they don't want to sign Lamar. Mm-hmm. Rumors are they're about $100 million off in contract negotiations, which isn't like – that's really hard to fix. $100 million off is pretty hard. Uh, so, a lot of people think he's going to get traded. Uh, I think Lamar should come to Florida because he's from Florida, but I don't think he will. He's a South Florida guy, Deerfield, right? South Florida guy. Um, yeah, uh, whatever high school he went to was purple and yellow. Yeah, I think but, that, yeah. Yes. Uh, but, he has that viral video of him just like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, where he like, that guy yeah. like just flies right by him. He just like walks in the end zone. Yeah. What about Lamar to New Orleans? No. I, no. I don't like your coach. Saints I are think, getting Derek Carr. So you guys are way over the cap. Do you know that? 
No, I know we're over the cap. I don't think you guys should do it. I think you guys should full hard rebuild for like two years. Saints are going to sign Derek Carr anyways. But they're I don't know if we are the cap. I thought we were. So the reason we're over the cap. Let me just like defend our front office for like <laughs> sixty seconds. You're forty million over the cap. And the reason the, playoffs, the reason right? we're over the reason we're over the cap is because our front office is actually one of the best in the league. That's that's objective fact. Our front office is actually really really smart. Objective fact. Uh huh. Uh huh. Keep get, going. Keep get, going. Get to the point. We, yeah, yeah, get to where. Yeah, yeah. We. I'm still listening. All, so the going. NFL salary cap every single year has been a steady increase. Every single year, they always give more every year because they want all the teams to have more money to have better talent to make more money for the league, right? Mm-hmm. So we would sign players in advance, knowing that the salary cap was going to increase, uh-huh. and so that by the time we have all these stars, then we're back under the cap again. Mm-hmm. COVID hit. Everyone's cap shot down back below, like lower than they ever had been before. And so since like 2020, we've been dealing with this cap, like just mess that's been in our front office where we've been over the cap for the past, what, three years now. So like, Mm -hmm. that's what we're dealing with. And it's taken like a lot to get out of. However, like I said, our dudes in the front office are really, really good. They're trying to get us out of it, but That's it cool. is a really crappy right, situation. Right. Riddle me this. So you're saying your front office... I do think your front office is good. I think your argument's bad. Because your argument right now is your front office is good because they know how to spend money. And then they hope that the cap goes up so that they look It had been for years. Yeah, Every, but- who could have predicted a global pandemic? That's true. But, but- they've had three years to get under the cap, and... I don't know. Well, yeah, it was. A, it's it's a lot. But of you money can't afford out. Lamar Jackson, anyways. Like, yeah, like well, the Ravens wouldn't even pay him. Like, also, if you get a Lamar, man can dream. If you get Lamar, you're just gonna like prolong you being bad. You need to do a rebuild so that you get back on track of being good again. I don't. I don't know if we need a. We need a full rebuild of our offense. I think our defense is incredible. Yeah, our I defense think, doesn't need work. I don't know. I just don't think Lamar. Would fit. I mean, I think he. I I think he'll fit in Atlanta a lot better than he would fit in New Orleans. I think he would have fit like Drew's last season if you had a natural transition. Yeah, but we just had to get Jameson. So like, <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah. All right. Any All right. other trade? Matt, what you got? I got one. I wasn't the Derek Carr one was not mine. I was just saying that mm-hmm. because that's most likely. Well, gonna... Did you hear the Jets said that like Derek Carr would be a first round Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer if he went to the Jets? Okay, but he's not. But I'm just saying. I think the most likely, if the Saints are going after a quarterback, it's not Lamar. No, it's not. I just think it'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's Derek over Lamar any day. So Matt, I, sorry. I was saying, I I thought it was Derek Carr for like a minute because like he visited and everything, and like that was all the hype. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it's just kind of fizzled out to where like no one really knows what Derek Carr's doing. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so. he doesn't even know what he's doing. So, Matt, what you got? So mine is, I don't necessarily know that this is my prediction. It's probably more of a hot take, but I think I would like to see the Bears trade the number one overall pick to the Panthers. Mm. So the Bears GM, Ryan Poles, recently came out and said that he would have to be like absolutely blown away to take a quarterback number one overall in the 2023 draft. The Bears said that? The Bears yeah, said they that, did, yeah. that he'd have to be blown away to take a quarterback with the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to take a f- quarterback with the first overall pick, but that's but you, just kind of been yeah. the trend of the NFL for the last decade. That's mm-hmm. kind of just been the culture of the draft. Unspoken rule. Right. And as we all know, I've said it, I've probably talked about it almost every episode I've been a part of, Carolina, ever since their 2015 Super Bowl appearance, has 
tried to figure out how to fill the Cam Newton void. Mm -hmm. And they've tried and tried again, and they just can't seem to find that franchise fit, that franchise quarterback that they've been Mm -hmm. searching for. They've brought in, you know, obviously several people. I I think that Sam Darnold is a decent quarterback. Um, I don't know if he fits the culture. I don't know if he fits, like, the offensive scheme that we're trying to build around. Um, so, we're, I mean, I think we're still kind of on that trend and on that journey of trying to find that guy who's going to kind of bring in the next the next era of Carolina football. We've obviously done a lot of work here in the last few weeks with rebuilding our staff, with hiring a new head coach, and then building around that. Um, recently brought in some new coordinators, brought in a new offensive coordinator. Um, so I think that if we were to get the first overall pick, I think that, you know, getting a guy like, you know, um, Bryce Young or, you know, CJ Stroud, whoever we decide to go after. Will Levis. Will Levis, you know, whoever we, <laughs> whoever we decide to go after, um, I think it would be a, a good thing. I think you could say it would be big for the program if Carolina could sit there with the number one overall pick with a wide open board in front of them mm-hmm. and try and kind of pick their dream franchise guy that they've been going after for the last eight seasons now. Yep. Yeah. Some could say, though, if you wait one more year, there's a better quarterback class next year. Caleb Williams. And uh, Drake May. Yeah. Keep you him could. in Carolina. Yeah. You could, but I, yeah, I does Carolina want to hold out, though? I like, yeah. Yeah. So, my big take is not quarterback related. Ooh, um, okay. It is, though, having to deal with the wide receiver we all know and love, T. Higgins. Who has become a huge role player in the Bengals organization, but, but is a clear losing. wide receiver number two behind Jamar Chase. And they're going to lose him once Joe Burrow's contract starts. Yeah, in. that's true. And I think that T. Higgins has proved that he can be a wide receiver one on a team that needs him, and a team that needs him is the Patriots. They have no receiving core whatsoever. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback, but they also T. Higgins would be a definite receiver number one there. And Mac Jones is still on his rookie contract, so they have the room and the space to pay for him. True. And I think that if you give Mac Jones a actual weapon, mm. let's see what Mac Jones can do. And Our, then after yeah. that, it's after, like prove it. Yeah, you yeah. But then after that, him. then you say, okay, Mac Jones isn't the guy. Right. But at this point in his career, it's he's done with what he's had. The Bears just yeah. did that this year with yeah. Chase Claypool. And that was the back half of one season, but we saw Justin Fields tore it up live with his legs. So yeah. and he did. Now, one thing about that, if Aaron Rodgers was confirmed staying in Green Bay, I think that would also be a good trade destination as well. T. Higgins to Green Bay. T. Higgins to Green Bay would be really cool. I know they're struggling Green Bay keeping Alan Lazard right now because he's back and forth. A lot of the Green Bay players are back and forth. Yeah, if Aaron leaves, it's like, what's the point of staying? Bro, the Jordan Love era. (sighs) I I think it would be cool to see. I don't know how successful he would be, but I I agree with the Mac Jones thing because – I don't think it's fair to say he's not a great quarterback because we haven't really seen what he can. We haven't had. He hasn't had any weapons yet. So yeah, give, well, him, give him a T and see. I only give one life update. This weekend, Chandler and I are going to see the legend herself, Sanissa Lee, in Auburn. The Auburn gymnast who won gold. Uh, she was the individual all-around champion in the most recent Olympics. That'd be exciting. She beat out uh, Simone Biles. That's a name we all know. Oh she yeah. She beat out Simone Biles and every other gymnast in the world. For gold. That's going to be cool. Yeah, so we're going to that. There's baseball, softball, equestrian. We're going to see equestrian for the first time ever. And um, (laughs) they're walking, huh? (laughs) 
I gotta get him in one of my videos, man. Snoop Dogg, bro. <laughs> All right, well, that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, hope they're, you guys have a lot of fun. Thing. They're giving away uh, cowboy koozies before the equestrian meet. Uh, I'd like one. Sick. <laughs> if I can get a bunch, I'll, I'll get you one. Sick. Okay. Well, that's our episode, episode 23. A little bit of a lighter episode without any football, but it's still exciting, super fun to dive deep with the boys and talk sports. And, you know, we do this, we try to do this every week, obviously. Schedules pile up and we have to take a week off every once in a while, but we always find our way back to the studio. And we're really grateful that you guys tune in with us. And, you know, we thank you guys for all your support. And as always, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off with Matt. Woo!